Whether you're being impersonated by a body-swapping Cassandra, a Sontaran clone, an acid-born living flesh doppelganger, a human Time Lord Metacrisis clone, or a Zygon, we can still tell it's you because of many reasons it'll take too long to explain because we only have so much time on this Doctor Who podcast called A Bad Case of Loving Who. And my first concern is whether I, Thomas, am alone or if I'm joined by my co-host Chris. Am I joined by my co-host Chris? Um, yes. Oh. Good. But I am very tempted to say no to, to work out what you would say next. Are you the human you or the Zygon you? I don't have a Zygon me. I just have a clone. Oh. Many clones. As I'm sure you do too. Uh-huh. We use the same cloning system. So. Yeah. We've all got clones these days. If you haven't got a clone then... It's a pretty good cloning system, isn't it? Yeah. Not bad. Uh, mm. But... Welcome uh, oh, to another you. episode. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, this time, this is the first time that you're welcome. Actually, all the other times oh. you weren't invited. So. What about the other people listening? And they welcome? Oh, they're always welcome. It's just you. Good. It's a bit iffy. Yep, um, fair enough. But uh, today, it's all about the Zygon invasion. Uh, it's an episode written by Peter Harness and directed by Daniel Netheim, who's Australian. So. Oh, good day, mate. Cool. Yeah. Good day. Uh, and it's a jam-packed episode, so why don't we just dive straight on in? Indeed. Uh, to get started, um, this episode is really just quite a sequel to the 50th anniversary episode uh, we had. Yes. What, how long ago was that? Now, two years ago or something. That was November twenty. 20- Something, 2013, I think. Oh, yeah, so pretty much exactly two years. So... Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just briefly, what did you think of that episode? And then particularly, what did you think of um the Zygon plot that was started in that episode? The 50th, okay. Um, I thought it was a fantastic episode. Certainly better than what they had done most of seasons 7 and 6. Um, mm-hmm. and it was very good to have David Tennant back. Um, and I just loved the way that Tennant and Smith and even John Hurt interacted all as the Doctor. Um, in terms of the Zygon invasion then, was there only one Zygon? Or were there multiple? I can't remember. Yeah, it was kind of forgettable in, in such a big episode. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I believe there were multiple. There were a bunch of Zygons. <laughs> and they did stuff. And they... Well, apparently, I like, I don't really remember it, but... Um, so they formed a treaty with UNIT uh, that... Uh, Which we didn't see. Did we not? Because they went back to... Um, no, we saw the um, discussions starting. Ah. But I don't think we ever saw the discussion ending. Because the doctors went back to um, the Gallifrey. Bigger things to deal with. So, well, yeah, that'd make yeah. sense. Because I don't remember this at all. But... Um, 
20 million Zygons have been allowed to live among the humans uh, mm-hmm. on Earth uh, with this peace treaty that UNIT managed to get up and going. Um, and that's where this episode starts, when they threw in a flashback, just in case, and we forgot, which we did. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, well, let's go to the Zygons, basically, in this episode, don't want to be... Uh, just living um, unforgotten on Earth anymore. They want to um, be known, stop being hidden. And so they start murdering around. Do you like... You've um, you've had a go at um, a couple of monster designs in the past few weeks. Um, what do you think of the Zygons? Um, I personally like them. They've got that element of humanness in the face, but... They're quite clearly not human, and they're red, mm. and they're sucky in a they... good way. <laughs> right, and they kind of they they go in kind of the same category as like the Sontarans and stuff that they're just kind of uh, can't turn around very well, and <laughs> they're a bit yeah not very flexible. Just to take them from behind. That's right. Yes, but then uh, we've got Osgood back. Well, just one of the Osgood clones. Yeah. Uh, and this is one of the characters, though, um, who in this kind of Stephen Moffat era, I still feel a bit disconnected from because we were never properly introduced. Osgood just kind of appeared like many characters agreed in the um 50th episode yeah yeah and it was like we were supposed to know her already so yeah. i still feel like i don't really know who she is but did you enjoy seeing her return well um i think a lot of her character is um based on the clothes she wears <laughs> right so the fact that she wears the tom baker scarf and um was it Sylvester McCoy that wore the question mark? Um, not certain, so yeah, I'll say you're right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, in in a sense, we sort of gather that she is a big fan of the Doctor throughout time. But uh, I also agree with what you're saying, that we haven't really explored this character and got to know her a great deal. Yeah, that's right. And there's just the two things that we know her by that she does every time she's on screen, which is where um, uh, doctor-ish clothing and use her asthma puffer. So yep, that's, <laughs> that's, that's good. Mm. And what's with these names, actually? Uh, just another Moffat thing. Why is there, you know, Oswin, Oswald and Osgood? And what's, uh, is this a thing? Is there going to be a thing? I'm not actually sure. But I will say that I noticed in the credits there was, I think, a guy who was probably like the sound person and his name was Oswin. Or it might have been a girl. But I'm fairly sure I saw the name Oswin in the credits. That's strange. And I think it was some production person. Yeah, I think some kind of conspiracy. Mm, maybe next week we'll look at the credits more closely. 
Uh, and also back is uh, Kate Stewart and Unit. Mm. And while she does some good um, kind of detective work around this episode, she's mostly on her own and kind of working out yeah. a good bulk of what the Zygons are up to. But the thing for me is... Um... You know how Osgood was also in the room and there was there two of her. There were two of um, Kate Stewart's, two Kate Stewart's, and we only see one now. And we've seen Kate Stewart in, I think, a couple or maybe three episodes since the 50th. So it does make me wonder, is this the human Kate Stewart or the Zygon? Or is the Zygon locked up or is the human locked up? Or what's happened there? Yeah, you've you've hit onto this big thing about Zygon episodes and the whole Zygon plot is that you just, you can never really trust anyone because they can literally be anyone. So it's, it kind of makes it, I think not a huge twist, whoever is a Zygon, because uh, we we know what's going on so much. We know. Yep. It's the one thing Zygons do. Mm-hmm. They impersonate people. So, uh, so we see it coming a bit. Um, yeah. Anyone could literally turn into a big yeah. monster and start killing people. Yep. Don't know why I said literally there, um, but. <laughs> One of the other main characters running around this episode is obviously the Doctor. It's called Doctor Who, right? He is also running about different paces, chasing leads, and he's still in his playful mood that he's been in the past few episodes. Just cracking a lot of jokes, having a good time. Indeed. Enjoying his uh, his president's plane. Yeah. Which, like, that makes no sense, right? He could have t- taken the TARDIS. Maybe just doesn't like using the TARDIS and barrel, which he said in one episode once. He did say that once, mm. true. <laughs> That's, that one line once goes halfway to explaining it a bit. Yeah. yeah, but I'd still bring the TARDIS along. But then we'd have no cliffhanger, I suppose. And why be on a plane that arrives in 10 hours when you can go on the TARDIS and be there right exactly. now? Exactly. He hates waiting. It is... Yeah. There must he, be some... He, he really likes this plane. Yeah. <laughs> must get up some crazy antics on the plane. But one of the things he does get up to when he finally gets... Where did he go? Did he go to America as well? I got a bit lost where everyone went. No, he went to a Middle Eastern country. Okay. And I can't remember the name, um, but I kept thinking, is this a real country or place because it looked similar to Kurdistan and Turkmenistan but it wasn't spelt and it didn't it didn't sound like either of them but uh, this did feel like a really probably the most global feeling Doctor Who episode I can recall and each place that they went which was a lot of different places around the world uh yeah really felt very um uh realistic like they shot in some very different places and some great kind of landscape shots and things it seemed a bit kind of 
Well, yeah, a lot bigger in scope than usual Doctor Who. Felt a bit weird, actually. Indeed, usually they're crammed onto a spaceship or in a in a um, hospital or some confined space. But here, it's the whole. Of- yes, indeed. And as well, as much as I kind of uh, admire trying this big scope and big splitting off into different parts global story, I think it does get convoluted and loses it a bit and i think they're generally better at the as small as possible stories this was just a lot of stuff i don't know i think it suffered from it i overall. kind of agree and disagree at the same time <laughs> classic um i think there's a place for the big expensive stuff And there's also, I also like those small episodes in just a spaceship or something like that. Um, But I personally didn't mind it in this episode. Mm. I actually wondered though, maybe they just needed more time. I thought this same story uh, could, it felt a lot like uh, classic episodes again. Uh, Yep in a way, and it felt like a big story that they could do over kind of six episodes or something like they would um, in the classic episodes. Mm. It felt like they were rushing through a lot of kind of explaining how things are uh, when it would have been cool to discover it all slowly. Yeah, one of these many bits that happens are are the Doctor and unit soldiers coming up to this church filled with Zygons, and it was a very uh, kind of surprisingly powerful scene uh when the the soldiers have uh well one soldier in particular has uh a zygon impersonate his mother come out and um plead for her life what do you think of this scene i thought the music carried it in a lot of ways um Mm -hmm. because i didn't really um see the tension in it um because it was it was fairly obvious that it was it was a zygon so um fairly obvious to many people i would say was it obvious here yeah definitely that's right it was kind of it was very obvious in that way and we all knew what was going on but uh like you say the music and the actors sold it for uh so well and it kind of went on and yeah really drew me in this scene so i wasn't um surprised when um when the soldier went in because the music and the actors did carry it but at the same time without the music then i would have been like why on earth is he doing that just shoot it and that brings up though this is a uh this is genuinely a very dark episode uh with so much death there's people dying all over uh all those soldiers die and then that's not to mention all the violence against children that's kind of shown in um pretty disturbing ways like the parents who are dragging a child's body in this in the sack there's the Zygon um, 
carrying the two young girls away from the playground and then later on those two young girls become Zygons and then immediately get killed. Yeah. I will transform back into their Zygon form and immediately get killed. Yeah, it's a crazy lot of violence. Yeah, but at the same time we don't see a whole lot of it. Um, there's so much more we could see. So what they've done with the soldiers going into that church, um, when the doctor finds them, they're just balls of fluff, really. This is just classic for your, um, you know, we've mentioned that you're, you're a dark character this season and you're saying, oh, we could have seen more. I want more balls of fluff. Speaking of those balls of fluff, it was funny how uh, when Kate Stewart first got to um, that place she went, which place was that? Was that the truth or consequences thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that town. By the way, does that town exist or is it made up? <laughs> I meant to look that up too. I'll, I'll do that as well. But when she first gets there, um, those a couple of those... Well, they make it look like tumbleweeds going across the ground, but uh, they they roll really dodgily. And I was like, are they really doing tumbleweeds? That's a bit dodgy. But then you find out they're dead people, and I guess that mm. makes it... Uh, just dead people rolling around. <laughs> yeah. Yes, just <laughs> rolling around. Uh, yeah. Dead people. Um, Clara is a Zygon. Yep. So, did you see this coming, or, like me, did you think that the other girl who was sort of a main character was a Zygon? Uh, yes, Jack, I think her name was, um, and I didn't know, actually, I didn't suspect anyone in particular, but I just, yep. I thought someone would be. Well... Sorry, what was her name again? Uh, Jack. Yeah, I thought she was um a bit suspicious in a couple of things she said. So I thought she might have been Zygon. The Clara. Oh, no, Jack. Sorry, I wasn't listening very well. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, turns out to be Clara, which, which makes sense with um what has happened to them since the Doctor left. Uh, it's funny how as soon as she's revealed to be a Zygon, she starts um, acting quite evil and smirking and, and yeah. looking quite evil. I like her evil. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. I think, uh, yeah, if, if Clara becomes a villain, I'd be okay with it. Uh, and Truth or Consequences is a real city in New Mexico in America, so population of six thousand four hundred eleven. Okay, and they're all dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's sorry if you're if you are in <laughs> truth or consequences. It's a oh. grim time and if to be you're there. Actually, living there and not dead, then we'd love to hear from you, and won't automatically think you're a Zion. Well, this was such a different episode to um. Especially the last couple, I thought, uh, which were kind of small and focused and light. And then this one is huge and dark and warlike. And 
yeah, it's got all the kind of um, war in the Middle East parallels, obviously, which they're playing yeah. with with this story. Mm. And um, but quite a different episode now. But one thing is, uh, I feel like I'm getting a bit too used to the two parters in a way. Uh, it's nice when it's mixed up two parters and one parters and you don't really know how it's going to end at the end of an episode. But uh, I'm now kind of into this formula and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a cliffhanger. Mm. So, so um, at the end of the episode, does Kate actually die? Oh, yes, that was something I didn't quite get. Or is that left on a cliffhanger too? can't quite remember. Yeah, well, it's confusing because we kind of... Well, Clara says Kate's dead and Clara's dead, but I don't think we can believe Zygon Clara. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. But we see that one shot of, like, Kate has killed someone on the floor, but I don't know. That could easily be a Zygon um, who's killed Kate. So that's just... Yeah. Very confusing. And also leading back to the question I had at the start of the episode about the second Kate from Day of the Doctor. So. Ah, uh, yes. Can, can multiple Zygons become the same person? Uh, I assume so. Then you could have tons of the same person and this could get even more bizarre. This could be like the end of time with the master. Yep. <laughs> so what did you think of this episode overall? Did you like it uh, as much as the past couple? I like the how it stretched out and how the story was paced. Not too quick, but then it built up right at the end there. With um, uh, Kate and... Um, in truth or consequences, discovering the Zygon and then Clara being a Zygon and and the Doctor coming back and then being shot up by Clara, it all just um, ramped up right towards the end. So I really like that. Um, and a cliffhanger again, it uh, leads nicely into next week. Mm, indeed. We'll see what happens. I... Again, unfortunately, I don't think I was into this episode as much as you. I um, too. I thought there was too much stuff all over the place spreading out, and I didn't connect with any of it uh, as much as I wanted to. All a bit convoluted and stuff, but a lot of bits that I um appreciated and little things that I enjoyed. So not awful. Yeah, with it being all over the place, you never really um get to connect with any one character, um, certainly. So, so it does lose that element being all over the place. Yeah, but... and with an episode with so much kind of uh, death and fear of death, uh, you know, we've talked before about how the death doesn't really matter these days. So it'd be great if it did, but everyone just keeps coming back and we don't know who's actually dying or not. <laughs> so. so next episode, first five minutes, the Doctor dies and um, then there's a icon take over. 
and that's how I live it. And once I gone, decides to become the doctor, and then save and everyone. And then from then on, we've got Zygon Doctor forever. Yep. And the show will be renamed to Zygon Who. Yep. Well, we shall see if that comes true next week. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, they can find my random thoughts at waitwhatsorry.com. Ah, wait what? Sorry? Dot com. And me at thoramus.com at thoramus on Twitter. And our final words are Change your calendar. It's November 1st. P.S. I'm a Zygon. Cliffhanger. Hip bone connected to my thigh bone. My thigh bone connected to my leg bone. My leg bone connected to my ankle bone. I get so hung up on bones. A Dr. Funkenstein here. Preoccupied and dedicated to the preservation of the motion of the hips. We love-